It was a good time. No kidding. Oh, it's a good time, all right, folks. And as we are live, Vegas goes down. Montreal moves on. We're, we're going to talk about it, and uh, we may celebrate it. This is Teal Town Live. Good evening, everyone, and surprise, it's June 24th, 2021, one of the Sharks' biggest rivals goes down to a team that normally wouldn't have been in the playoffs, so welcome to Teal Town Live. Uh, this is live interactive for all hockey fans everywhere, so if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do a chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the page or the app, follow us on the social at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Hi, everyone. Alongside AJ Strong and Ian Reed, I am Eric Curra. Guys, how you doing out there? <laughs> I'm good. I mean, this playoffs has made me look like an absolute buffoon, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take it. Me too. Yeah. No, uh, terrific game. Uh, a great series all around, guys. I mean, my goodness. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody really called Montreal on this. And and a six-game upset uh, of, I would say, epic proportions, AJ. I mean, uh, this team, like I said, if this was a normal year, this team would not be in the playoffs. And now they're four wins away from winning the big shiny thing. Yeah, if I'm on the uh, if I'm Doug Wilson, I'm on the phone right now to the Canadians, going, uh, "Can I speak with Richardson, please?" <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, no, you, this has been amazing, a, a fantastic series. Of course, I'm a Bias Sharks fan, so you know, love to see the the Golden Knights lose, but to see them go down the way they did with just the the money guys completely absent from this series. Uh, Mark Stone, donuts, just down the line. If if this happened in San Jose, you, you'd be, you'd hear people complaining, whether it was, you know, Couture or Thornton or whoever. People would be going, you know, he's supposed to be the captain. Where the hell is he? And blah, blah, blah. I'm not hearing a lot of that. In fact, if anything, I'm hearing more about, oh, if, if this doesn't happen, DeBoer's got to go. And I'm like, are you serious? Uh, I mean, two things can be true. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, dude, credit the Canadians. I mean, they played their game and I mean, just lot, they get that lead and then they just lock everything down tighter than a frog's ass. You look at where they're pushing out Vegas, just all the shots coming from the perimeter. Now, granted the two goals that Vegas did have tonight, they were up close, but they were off rebounds. Those yeah. shots initially came from the outside, you know, 50 feet away. And, and so, and they were right there for, you know, to be in that spot. Alec Martinez, you know, I mean, had a heck of a game with that, that tying goal and some strong defense. But I mean, again, timely, timely positioning there. Dude, fortuitous bounces. I mean, look at the last game five. Like the one goal Vegas had was a, was a fluke. You know, it was off a whiff. So just uh, 
You know, it, enjoy the welcome to our world, Vegas fans, where you go to the playoffs every year, but you don't quite get over the hump. Yeah, I mean, and you have to give credit. Like, I, I mean, I was it was funny because after the Colorado series, like, there was like this basically shrine being built to Peter DeBoer, and it's funny because like <laughs> everything that Vegas did to the Avalanche. Montreal turned around and did to them and there was no answer like you know they I mean they they made a, a, a few lineup changes here and there they flip-flop between Panda and Flurry which I mean I, I don't I don't blame them for starting Panda tonight I think that Flurry looked like he's kind of had the yips his last two starts um but I mean that's not the story right like the you know AJ hit it right off the top like you can't have your your top nine forwards not score goals. It just, you can't win a playoff series that way. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think they'll probably, there'll be some talk about goaltending, but I really don't think that's where the talk should be. No, not at all. And if anything, uh, and I know what a lot of the big point is, should have started Leonard in game five. That was the problem. You know, like DeBoer's going to catch a lot of shit for not starting Leonard in game five. And it's just like, can't, Somebody bring me Mark Stone's stat sheet over this series. Like, give me yeah. a break. Oh, you get. Yeah, I, I don't think and Leonard. I didn't think Leonard played. Like Leonard made some really big saves tonight. Like he did. It was a, it was a good game. Like I mean, Leonard's gonna be the goalie that's gonna go down getting the loss. And I think you know when you have this kind of a goaltending tandem, this is the problems you're gonna have, right? There's gonna be always second guessing because when you don't have a clear number one guy, and Vegas doesn't. I mean, Vegas is blessed with two really really good goaltenders. Um, so obviously it doesn't really. You're wrong no matter what. Like as long as you lose, you're wrong. It so. And let's be honest here. I think the least of worries outside of that little fluky play that Flurry gave to Anderson uh, in uh, Game Four, uh, you know, their goaltending has been solid. I mean, that, I think oh, yeah. that's the least of their worries. I mean, their defense was not their problem. Defense was awesome. It was just their their top six, six or top nine for that matter, uh, getting goals in in this. And, and hats off, you know. Speaking of goaltending, hats off to Carey Price. I mean, my goodness. Um, you know, I almost think if Montreal wins this whole thing, it's already, you know, Carey Price's name is already chiseled on the, uh, on the con Smythe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. You know, no doubt about that. But I just, you know, I go back to, it's like anybody who wants to sit there and talk about, uh, oh, he should have went with Leonard in the last game, or this is DeBoer's fault or whatever that if they want to sit there and try to pull that one, it's like, Hey, you know, good, good try. Good effort. Let me remind you that the three people that you're looking at right now have the same amount of power play goals in this series as the <laughs> Vegas golden Knights. I okay? still think though, but, but here's, here's the one thing that I will say against DeBoer, and not just because DeBoer is one of my favorite punching bags on this site, obviously, but like the Habs got better every game and they had, you know, with that, there was no answer. And how many times have we seen that in art and in, in his time in San Jose mm -hmm. where suddenly something goes wrong and then DeBoer has no answer and, and it's over just like that. You absolutely, you can tell that they, that the confidence in Vegas was gone after game five. I mean, we've seen them for a number of years come with, with so much swagger, so much confidence can score at will 
And that just mm-hmm. went by the wayside in this series. Like this series in in a way to me is monumental for Vegas because they got they kind of got Vegas themselves. I mean, they, Montreal just came with the game right back at them. They didn't have that confidence, that swagger that they that they've always had. I mean, it's like a little bit of a a little bit chopping off of their confidence a little bit in this in this and you you wonder and maybe that's why PDB's name's kind of been on on the chopping block a little bit. How many times do we see Vegas come back from being down in a game? This playoffs. I mean, it, it's it like if you were going in and you were if Vegas was down two nothing in the third, you're going this could easily go to overtime. Mm-hmm. And and a couple times it did. So it's when they tied it up in the third, early in the third, I was like, oh, crap, here we go. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going back to Vegas. God damn it. And booyah. I mean, this, as Eric said, like, it feels like Vegas got Vegas. And how can you not pull for the Canadians? Like, the last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup, and it was nearly 30 years ago. It's just kind of a... All right, look, come on, Team Canada right now. Let's go. Come because on. because here's the problem, AJ. See, once upon a time, before there was a team in San Jose, <laughs> there was a team in Montreal. <laughs> and now, so, Sharks come into the league. A couple years later, Montreal wins a cup. Now they're going to win another one. I, I'm questioning life choices here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of life oh. choices, how, how, how do you think the Leafs feel and how how do Toronto fans feel right now like I said in our discord chat it's you you gotta have that sinking feeling like the Sharks did in 2014 uh seeing a a team coming out of nowhere uh to to go to the cup final yeah I mean I don't I I don't know right because I just I feel like I mean, how many people called this outcome? Right. Like, I mean, it's awesome that they're there, but well, I don't know. Like, I, I look at the way that this this Canadians team is playing, and if I don't really take much solace thinking, well, if I was if if my team was just a little better, they'd be in the same spot because I don't know. I don't know that. Like, I don't know. I mean, you could say, oh, well, yeah, I guess if, you know, if it didn't matter who made it here, they're, they were going to get past Vegas. But I, I don't, I think that'd be foolhardy. I just, I wonder if this is, again, and it uh, easy storyline, but is this the Cinderella team is, you know, had no business getting past Toronto, had no business getting past Winnipeg, had no business moving beyond Vegas, uh, four wins away from a cup. I mean, mm-hmm. This this has been just unbelievable. And then, of course, the the really funny thing being is that, you know, the last uh, a, a lot of talk. If you follow our buddy over at uh, Sinbin, uh, Chief was losing his mind two nights ago. And the funny thing is, is there's a few people saying, you know who they need to get back into this game? They need to get Reeves back in. He brings energy and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Do, you know, for all the, the popping off that Reeves does, like if you were really that valuable, you wouldn't be a scratch in the most meaningful game of the season. Yeah, and if I'm Vegas, it's like I want out of that contract. 
going forward. Like I'm trying to move that contract because that's, that's an easy, I think you will find somebody else who will pick him up at that price point. But if you're looking at, if you're looking at the decisions Vegas has to make going into the off season, like they're going to have to move some cap. Like I think, you know, because they don't have like double-edged sword. I mean, it's good because they're not going to lose a goalie, but they don't have the, you know, Seattle's not going to come and take a player from them. They had to do it the old-fashioned way. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there for them. I mean, on the plus side, again, they get to keep their goaltending tandem together. Um, Fleury obviously being the last year of his deal next year. But, uh, yeah, yikes. But yet on the other side, there's already some people saying, well, now that they lost, now they're going to just do what they do and just say, well, forget this. We're just going to trade whatever to get, like, Jack Eichel or something like they did, you know, in the offseason where they said, (laughs) just – Move, move aside, I know, I know. Nate Schmidt. We'll get early. we'll get Petrangelo instead, and, and and see what happens. And we'll just give you give you to Vancouver for pennies on his dollar. I mean, uh, uh, I have two words for you, Nick Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. What well, what was that tweet again? Which one? The the one from I think it was Urinating Tree. What was it? Uh, oh, I don't it was even like, know. You, you imagine you have the brand recognition, horsepower, and and then you lose to you get outplayed by a Suzuki. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I thought like, and I and I remember when we did the preview show. I mean, I wasn't writing anything else on that show, but I did say Nick Suzuki <laughs> was going to have a big series. So I mean, I can hang my hat on that at least. Oh, but well, t- I mean, you'd be. I mean, we'd all be remiss if you don't mention Suzuki. But of course, Caulfield. Oh, oh yeah, man. Caulfield's great. Holy hell! Is this kid going to be fun to watch over the next few years? Mm-hmm. I mean that Oof. that definitely changes the plan of of getting uh, undersized, and I'll use those terms in you know quotation marks, undersized players and skipping them in the draft because uh, that kid's got mitts, that kid's got speed. I mean, shoot. oh yeah, like like another player who I thought. What shouldn't have fell to the second round? Also, same thing. Like Alex Dabrinkit should have never fallen to the second oh, round, yeah. but here we are. You well, know, another guy, same same thing. Super, you know, tiny, itty bitty, but guy can put the puck in the net. Well, in the guys on Sportsnet talking before the game and, and during the game about the whole Clydesdale thing, like everybody's going, <laughs> "How is this? Uh, you know, the, this defensive squad of Montreal going to keep pace?" And it's like, well. Again, go look at Mark Stone's stat sheet, you, yep. the, the Clydesdales, and you see it's like 6'3", 6'4", 6'4", 6'3", you know, big guys. It's not little guys like Ryan Merkley and Eric Carlson. You know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, maybe, maybe there's still a little, uh, you know, space out there for, for the Chris Prongers of the world, the Shea Webbers, the beefy guys, the Brent Burnses, if you will, you know? Oh, right. yeah, I think so. I think, but I mean, it's 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 not only that, though, but it's the game plan, right? Like, if you go look at the heat maps for, like, for, for shots in any of these games, like, Vegas got nothing in the high slot. Nothing. Like, they were everything that, like, there's a reason why a lot of their offense came from their defense is because they were, they're just point shot after point shot after point shot because that's the only thing they could, they could get through to price. Yeah. Ugh. Let's uh, get to some of the comments in the chat really quick. Alden T, I, I think that agree. That's an agreement with uh, for sure myself and AJ. I know Ian can get poutine whenever, but I I sure could use some poutine right now. Also suck at Vegas. Yeah, uh, I I miss Augie's being open right now. AJ, that's for damn sure. 
Well, yeah, I totally missed that. The you know the other thing that I think is is kind of funny is this this isn't one of those series where the fans can sit there and blame and whine the, about the officials because it's like you know Montreal going into Game Five they had almost a two to one ratio and more penalty you know more power play opportunities than Montreal, and then these last two games I think most people would say that yeah they pretty much had the whistles jammed up their ass both ways. Mm -hmm. Like it, that's the one thing I can look at this game and say, you can't blame the officiating. No. You know, these last two games, you, you can't blame the officiating. So the, you know, that game four was ridiculous. You know, when Perry's <laughs> sitting there with like eight stitches in his nose, no, no, it's good. That's a hockey play guys. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I was really surprised. I, Cause I really honestly, like when after game four, I was like, Oh no. Oh no, this is this isn't gonna end well, and I'm so glad I was wrong. And I think that's just like the Sharks fan in me because, like, <laughs> you know, the, the Sharks would have lost that game four where they were the better team, and then it just all would have fallen apart, right? But uh, I mean, credit to Montreal, it didn't because I really thought I'm like, oh man, that's that is the kind of game where you're gonna look back if, after the series and go, oh crap, you know, that's when we should have won. And you know, credit to them, they won the next two after that. So well. Can, can we all talk about the flub by Flurry? Yeah, yeah. how huge is yeah. that? Right? I mean that, that Flurry flub. That that yeah, that's a series something else. That was a series changer for sure. I mean, uh... I guarantee you Sinbin is blowing up right now talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I I mean, you you do feel old no, I don't, not really. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say you do feel a little bad because there, there's that, but that's those are the flubs we we've seen for years. I mean, we've seen Urbay oh, yeah. for years. Uh, Epic Toskala gave it right to Samsonov in a year that I think San Jose should have been in a Cup final with ease. Uh, um, you you want to you would like to talk about playoff flubs? Can we mention the Montreal GM for a hot minute? <laughs> there you go, Mark Bergevin. <laughs> Throwing the puck into his own net against the Sharks in 2000. I mean, uh, yep. and and I, I remember seeing another tweet out there saying that you know Mark Bergevin's job was saved thanks to COVID 19. I, I mean, th this guy has it ain't wrong. This is the hard thing. Like this is the this is the thing that I have trouble reconciling because like, and I've pretty much picked against the halves every round because it's hard to reconcile. This team's going to play for a Stanley cup and I'm not even sure they're in the playoffs next year. Yeah. You're not the only one to think mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Right. Like it'll be interesting to see like, because Toronto's going to be in there. Tampa's going to be in there. Florida's going to be in there. Question marks in Boston. What's Boston going to look like next year with Tuka Rask needing surgery and probably missing half the season. So maybe there's an in there, but like, I, and I I understand that other than Tampa, all these teams aren't playing anymore. But like over an 82 game stretch, is this team a playoff team? I don't know. And that's the part I can't reconcile in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> no. it, it's crazy to see what that's going to be because the Eastern Conference is stacked going going on to next year. Uh, Kevin saying, what about all the defensive clubs Vegas make by not back checking and never playing the pass? Or, yep. or the giant flub that is Steve Spot's power play. I don't blame Flurry at all. Oh yeah, we weren't blamed. Well, no, no dude. one, no one's dogging. Like, yeah, I mean, Flurry made that one flub, but I mean, he that's was it. solid. Yeah, 
Dude, yeah. I, I again, I brought up the power play earlier. I mean, dude, zero, zero. Meanwhile, Montreal, three shorties. So, the, the, but, you know, like, <laughs> dude, if the, if Vegas has learned anything, anything from this, it's that they need to just leave spot in Montreal when they go back to <laughs> Vegas. And look, Sharks fans have known this for a while. It's, uh, you know, the... the How this guy remains employed, I don't know if he has compromising photos of Pete DeBoer, but here we are. Yeah, caught him at MGM Grand or something like that. I mean, well, and and uh, Lacey was bringing up the uh, you know the idea about the four check. Dude, did we all forget the last game when like Mark Stone turned it over in the neutral zone? Didn't even back check and just half-assed it back to the bench. You know, and that's that's the. That's the example that your captain is setting. Uh, you, Again, dude, we would be ripping Couture a new one if he played like that and posted donuts for a series. Joe Thornton got ripped in Boston in 2004 for his play against Montreal. And then he came out and said that, you know, he was barely 100%. He wasn't even 100% at all. I So you... Not to you know defend Mark Stone, but you wonder if he's injured of some sort going coming into this series. Dude, that the the way he's been this series and with that back check, dude, he better require surgery like this weekend or something. Like it better be bad. If he comes out that it's like no, Mark Stone, he was just frustrated. He really wasn't battling anything that anybody else wasn't. But like, if it's nothing, it's just so like, so it'd be like the year, like we're, we're, we're like, oh man, Evander Kane must be just absolutely broken. He's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but guys, I mean, let's be honest here. It is continuing a tradition in Vegas Golds history where a, where a team captain is non-existent. So. It's true. <laughs> Yow. Hi, yo. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's so good. Thank you, thank you. I, I mean, just saying. I mean, come on, that that's a tough what one to guy take. Working with a comedy writer? Oh gosh. Hey, you know, <laughs> not not gonna lie. When I saw the beer cans on NASA NASA ice, I was like, oh shoot, AJ's gonna see that and throw like eleven and a half million to on Eric Carlson next season. <laughs> oh, what a wild thing! Yeah, that was wild. But I mean. Uh, oh. We'll flip over to that one really quick, boys. I mean, Game Seven, Islanders Lightning. I mean, Islanders again giving giving Tampa fits for the second straight year in the third round. It's a really weird series, man. There's a lot of cool storylines, right? Like more more than I thought there would be going into the like you you have the Islanders right trying to close out Nassau with a cup, which is really which is a really cool storyline. Um, Carey Price trying to add to the pretty much the only thing Carey Price hasn't won as a cop. He's won everything else. Yeah. You know, so that's a cool story. And then Tampa, well, I guess, you know, circumventing the cap and, and you know, <laughs> making sure it pays off, I guess. Um, well, and then Tampa, it's like, can they be the first team in the NHL to go back to back in the last uh, six years okay. for sure i guess it wasn't i guess it wasn't that long ago right no because Pittsburgh did it right but i don't know i mean like there's it's really you know it's a really cool a lot of really cool storylines like left alive right now more than i thought there would be at this point honestly you know and has there been any word on kucherov at this point not that i've seen mm, that'll uh, uh, 
game time decision. The, see, that was another thing that I thought was so funny is like, you know, they're talking to DeBoer and it's like, you know, so we go in Flurry, we go in Leonard or whatever. And it's, oh, I'm not telling you and I'm not telling you. And meanwhile, there's a group of people in the background going, if he doesn't do Leonard, he's a fucking moron. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun one tomorrow night, Game Seven of uh, Islanders Lightning. I I don't know who 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 would who would Montreal want for uh, the Cup Final Islanders for sure. I don't think sure? it matters. Or is it? It's awesome. Yeah, what does it matter after yeah. what they just did to Vegas? Like, are they afraid of Tampa? I wouldn't be. I'm right with Ian. Like, I don't think, like for for all the teams like going into the Cup Final right now. If I'm Montreal, I feel like I can take on the world. It doesn't matter. They just now, look what they did. Look at, I mean, you watch what Vegas did to Colorado, and then what they did to Vegas. They're gonna, they're gonna handle Tampa just fine. Yeah. Well, and if you're the NHL, that's the series you want. You want Tampa versus Canada because you want, you can you can market Price versus Vasilevsky. You can For market, sure. you know. Uh, can this team go back to back for the first time in mm, six years? But you know, like <laughs> they can try to build up that talking back-to-back point. Championships is a big deal in the cap era, though, yeah. right? Absolutely, it's, it's an absolute big deal. Like even though it was only done six years ago, that's a big deal because you go back, and I mean, you know, like everyone's like, oh, the Blackhawks aren't really a dynasty because they never won any of their championships back to back. You know, same with the Kings. Uh, no, the dynasty to me, three and five, that's a dynasty. Yeah, and, for sure. Oh, yeah, I completely uh, agree. And and kudos yeah. to them just getting back to the final at this point. I think that's that's something to do in the cap era. But again, a lot of people are yeah. going to question, you know, with the cap circumvention and everything like that. So, uh, AJ, I don't know. But if I mean, Chicago now, did it too. Like, like Tampa is the most egregious team to do it. But Chicago won a cup doing the exact same thing. Yeah. But uh, and I've been meaning to ask: Do we need to put Dangle on suicide watch now? Oh, dude! Nah. Uh, the 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 <laughs> the, the, the title the title of his last podcast is Montreal's going to win this, isn't? Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you had a question for me? Yeah, ha, I don't know if you have uh, NHL Network on there, but uh, they this. they were doing the press no, conference. Um, so you know, do you have to have the shirts and the caps for everything? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, um. How would you feel about being a Stanley Cup semifinal champion? Stanley Cup. Is that what the hat says? That's what it says. I'm going to try. Well, yeah, because there's no conference. It's fine. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's fine. But again, I those hats. I mean, we thought the hats that I, I remember droning on for a, probably a good 15 minutes about how abhorrent and abysmal the hats were that Dallas was wearing when they won the trophy to go to the cup. And they, it, it like, it literally looked like, you know, some monkey with a batch of blank hats and a bottle of crazy glue and a box of patches just started going uh, boom, uh, boom, and just started making these hats somewhere during the third period. And then they just handed them out. And that's unfortunately where we're at with fanatics uh, they're just going to put out the worst, you know, the a fucking trucker hat for that, <laughs> that's just ugh, so cheap. It, it, so, I mean, for for as much money as Fanatics is valued at, I mean, I guess you can see why, because evidently they just nickel and dime everything. Those hats are putrid. 
Uh, yeah, they're For they're sure. they're they're bad, and they the shirts aren't aren't helpful either. I'm just looking through uh, shop.nhl.com, and it's like, uh, and, super. And for, that, uh, and, and for that matter, are they going to put it in French? Well, I mean, if uh, if you're smart, a smart person would. And yeah. and a in a quick side note, you know, our buddy Chris Creamer, Sports Logos, they put out what the MLB all-stars are going to be wearing. And that's going to be the first time like in ever where during the all-star game, everybody will be wearing the same Jersey. You know, usually they only wear like a national or an American league Jersey the day before when they're doing batting practice and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But they would usually wear their normal gear during the actual all-star game. This time they're actually going to be wearing, you know, jerseys that are for the, the occasion you've got the american league in blue the the national league in white it's all good the jerseys look okay i mean it it does smack a little bit of you know somebody at nike going hey my my nephew does graphic design you know it has a little bit of that going on but the thing is you go like these jerseys were just announced you go to mlbshop.com and the half of the sizes are already sold out so it's like the game hasn't even fucking taken place and you're already sold out of merch. I, I will never understand fanatics business practices, but yeah. anyway, to get back to hockey, to get back to hockey. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I hope, I hope, uh, they come out with some, uh, with the French equivalent because that's not gonna go off too well, uh, yeah. in, in Quebec for so sure. When do, what, when are we starting the cup cup? Sunday night? Well, we have Saturday? game seven, I mean, tomorrow night. I Usually mean, there's a couple of days before. Like, they're going to do, like, some price and media stuff before yeah. the – I'd start probably Tuesday? early next week. Yeah. Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, maybe. That should be fun. Right. I mean – Because should... usually, like, they're going to do, like, probably some media stuff between – maybe not, though, because it isn't normal time, so I don't know. Well, and can can I just say this for – am I the only one – tell me I'm not the only one. How much are you enjoying hockey in July? I mean, in June, like, you know, at the end of June. And and the reason why I say this is because usually it's like, you know, the cup is usually handed out three weeks ago on a normal schedule, like, right? Yeah. You know, end of May, very beginning of June. It's usually like by June 5th, we're all done. And no, I think like June. Well, right now we'd be in 10 the, days ago. Yeah, we'd be in the we'd be in the middle of prepping for the draft at in the regular time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. It's just, it's so nice no that that we're about to, uh, you know, for the for the summer sports, we're like, what, a week-ish? To, no, we're a couple weeks away from the All-Star game. But, we're, you know, about the halfway point of baseball. Usually we're done with the Cup 60 games into to baseball. There's still another 100 to go, and there's nothing. You know, like July, <laughs> August, it's just nothing. I am loving having this late hockey because – it's just going to make the summer a little bit shorter and, and make sure. next season come that much quicker. And from what I understand, they're only talking, you know, with, with, with the COVID and everything like that, rather than starting next season, like on the 6th or the 7th, they're talking about starting it on like the 11th or the 12th. So only right. an extra week. Uh, I'm Dude, I'm loving where the schedule's at right now. Can we have hockey year round? Uh, <laughs> hey, you know. only. I mean, I, I look at it this way. Why not bring back RHI, have be like a development system for, you know, guys in the ECHL or AHL 
to play in. That's what it. That's kind of what it was, you know, way in the mid '90s. So, uh, Kevin's saying they have already announced that it's going to be game one will be on Monday. So wow. So it's going to be a quick turnaround. So Montreal will probably sit at the airport tomorrow night, wondering which if they're going to Long Island or or Tampa Bay uh, to find out. So that's it. Uh, speaking of of. Uh, Dangle, uh, here's his response to a tweet. The Habs have literally put more money in my pocket than the Leafs in these payoffs, and I've honestly never disliked the Leafs more. <laughs> the Habs, what man, pleasure doing business with you, LOL. I'm I'm having a blast doing these streams. I've If I waited for the Leafs, I'd be waiting forever. Giddy up. Because the poor guy will... I mean, the poor guy was supposed to be doing live stream of these Leafs games for Sportsnet's YouTube channel this whole time. And then, of course, that that shit the bed, you know, in seven Dude. games. Dude, after game four, odds makers were, what was it? I think it was nine to one that Montreal would get to the cup after, after uh, game four. Dude, that's not bad. You know, you throw down a hundy and get back a grand. Yeah. That's a solid bet. And now, and then and coming into ninth game, the odds had shifted and Montreal favored to win the cup. And that was coming into tonight's game. Where do you think those odds have shifted now? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like I, again, like I say, if I'm, if I'm Montreal, I'm not, I don't care who I play next. Yeah. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm going to play the Islanders or I'm going to play the lightning. And I, uh, I there's nothing that I don't think this team can do now as long as Carey Price stays hot. And that goes to right to the point I was going to make kind of getting into Sharks related business. It goes to show you how critical it is for a goaltender to make big saves in big games. For uh, I I have the money puck numbers now. 20 21% to win the cup Islanders 37% Tampa 42% Montreal. Wow. Wow. Clear. Well, a favorite by 5% over Tampa, but still solid. So, you know, Hey, they set these odds for a reason, my friend, that's, you know, Vegas didn't invent itself. <laughs> as far as last time I looked, Vegas did not pay for that city. That, it's all the people that visit Vegas paid for that city. Now, my question is what were the odds going into the playoffs for Montreal because you know there's somebody oh, out there that that, that paid <laughs> that who paid for that and is four wins away from you know breaking the bank yeah I mean obviously the work isn't done but like I'm done going against this team <laughs> no 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 keep it up no. because it's clearly working why do you think I picked Vegas I in five <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, Jerkman, part of his bracket is still intact because he did have Tampa, I believe, getting all the way. So he's got part of his bracket intact. Yeah. More than I can say for myself. By oh, the way, just completely exploded. Oh, yeah. Mine was done after. I think mine was done about five games into the first round. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Eric, I just uh, hit you up on Twitter with something. I don't know if you can load that in real fast, just like as a quick overlay on this, but I'm loving it. Well, give me a moment. <laughs> you guys keep doing your thing, and I'll try to load it up. Yeah. 
So uh, now, of course, the other things that were announced over this time was the whole Matt Nieto thing. A lot of people now, you know, look, I'm not going to shit on people because they're just, you know, and and when I say ignorant, I don't use that term, you know, in a bad way. I'm just, you know, it essentially means like uninformed. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you're unaware or uninformed. And I'm seeing a lot of people said, oh, it's going to be so great to have Nieto for the next two years. And I'm thinking to myself, so you're a Seattle fan now? Well, I mean, maybe. I I mean, look at what you could make a worse pick. uh, No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. What, What I'm saying is just like out of the options that are going to be on the table for for San Jose to Seattle, what who else would you take but Nieto? I don't know because here's the thing, right? And and I, I know I'll talk more about this on Sunday too. But here here's the thing we have to remember is you're you're taking 30 players for a 23 man roster, so you don't have to pick a guy for every team. You can, yeah. you know, you could pick. I don't know, somebody. <laughs> anyway, well, just, right? You can pick like you know, a. You could take a. You could take a you... Ryan Donato and just let him <laughs> let it uh, not qualify him. I just figured like. Him. If you want to, you know, if you want to compete, you know, early, you know, early and often, <laughs> it's in, in my options are Donato, Nieto, Gambrell, Shimmick, or what, and I'm putting this together, and you see what else is potential on the table. Seems like Nieto for what he brings. I mean, every team needs a fourth liner, and it's nice to have somebody who's got legs, can score an occasional shorty, and kills penalties. Like, and and, and yeah. at that price point, oh, oh it's it, you, you like I said, there there are absolute worst picks you could make if you're looking at the Sharks roster. I just I just try to approach it from the fact that you don't need to take a player from every team. Yeah. Well, and Lacey saying Gambrell, I would disagree. I, I would take Nieto over Gambrell. And I think he brings a bit more to the table, especially at the price point. Um, and then, uh, although the price point might be about the same at this point, who knows? But yeah. Mitch also add, uh, mentioning Alex True. Yeah, not a bad play. Not a bad play. I still think Nieto is just a bit more of a of a proven commodity at the same price point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because they still have to extend another forward. Like they right now, if the expansion draft was tomorrow, the Sharks don't or they well they could they would. But I going under the expectation that they're going to protect all the money, which is the expectation that I have. Yeah, they need to sign another forward to meet the requirements because right now, if the expansion draft was tomorrow, they would have to expose one of LeBanc. Uh, Couture, Kane, Meyer, 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 expose yeah. Meyer, expose Meyer. yeah, expose him. I have no problem with that. <laughs> so you you gotta you're a Photoshop guy. Do you not understand how layers work? You literally just have to drop it on top of the, you know, what we're on. <laughs> Keep talking. Uh, Go on. Uh, you guys are doing well, great, by the way. Yeah. Um, look, this is, uh, I'm in, I can't wait to see what Vegas changes between now and next October. They're going to have to change some stuff, obviously. Um, how, you know what, how Ian, you're probably more familiar with this than I, uh, how, screwed our Vegas when it comes to the cap, because I've, I've heard that, that it was like, they have decisions to make for sure. 
Yeah, like they they really needed to try to do this quick because if they didn't, they were going to get screwed. And that also their pipe isn't that deep as it could have been because they made so many moves to try to compete ASAP. I mean, I still think they have some guys that can step in and play meaningful minutes for them next year um, on the cheap, but they're going to have to, like, they, they have to do something here. Let me bring up Vegas here quick, just because I haven't looked at Vegas in a hot second. But they are, like, right now, they have a, how much cap space are they projected to have? Like... Yeah, they don't have much. They don't have much wiggle room to play with. And and, um, and Alex Martinez year. is UFA too, right? Yeah, right. I mean, like you're gonna have to if they want to bring back Alec Martinez, they're gonna have to, you know, gonna have to make a decision elsewhere. I mean, it's it's a nice goaltending tandem they have, and obviously having Leonard locked up after Fleury's. Uh, deals over is ideal for them because again they're not going to lose a goaltender in the expansion draft um but yeah 12 million in goaltending is a lot of money mm. well and rob asking does vegas trade maf for cap relief i mean it's an option but feel like there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of goalies on the move this offseason it's gonna be hard like as as good as mark andre Fleury is is this far into his career it's a buyer's market a, 30s yeah and it is a buyer's market and it's it's going to be a 37 year old goaltender yeah. on a seven million dollar deal like show me my graphic some Eric. Risk there yeah. show they, me my graphic there you go from last word on puck we'd like to thank the vegas golden knights for their participation in the stanley cup playoffs so enjoy your banner there you go uh, if you if you remember earlier uh <laughs> you know a few weeks ago on twitter uh, the, you know, the Vegas was popping off saying, you know, towards the Preds, you know, Hey, does this warrant a banner or whatever? And the Preds of course responded saying, you know, yeah, here you go. And it was literally a banner that said, this isn't why no one likes you Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and you, you know what I will say, you have to credit Vegas for embracing this whole douchebag asshole, you know, everybody against us vibe that they have. Cause at least Absolutely. that is an identity that you can circle the wagons around. Uh, and you know what? It, it annoys me. I said this in discord the other night, like it, I do get my backup sometimes watching like some of the vitriol spew at Vegas, because this is the same shit that we've dealt with for years. Right. Oh, you in California. What do you know about hockey? Me. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> right. So I, I, I do get my back up a little bit about that. Like, I think that like, obviously, look, Vegas obviously had more success than other expansion teams have quickly. And I can understand people being upset about that. I am not one of them, but I can understand people being upset about that. But like some of the stuff, it's just like, <laughs> enough like <laughs> after the shit that we've had slung at us for the last 30 years like i don't know it's just slow hanging fruit no i get you but it's you get what i'm saying is that the it's some of the stuff that has come from knights fans it has been yeah, pretty on the edge kind of funny kind of again ignorant you know and, and again not using sure. a derogatory fashion but, the, you know, the Sharks, it was, oh, 
well, if they don't call that five-minute major, you know, the Knights win and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. It, st- still, it doesn't change the fact that you were the second team in history to allow that many goals in a, you know, in a five-minute major. It doesn't doesn't mean... Change the fact you blew a 3-1 series lead. Yeah, we know. Yeah, but it also doesn't mean that if you beat the Sharks that season, it, it doesn't mean that you... Like, if you had won Game 7... Did you think you were going to get the cup or that there were three more rounds that you still had to win? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's... I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I, I let people fan the way they want to fan. I, I, I don't know. Fan I don't, the like, way look, you want to fan. Vegas. Like, I hate Vegas as much as the <laughs> next guy. But, I mean, I'm glad that they... For their market, like, I'm glad they lean into it. Honestly, they should. Yeah. Absolutely. Should fucking absolutely lean into it. No, like, fan the way you want to fan. I'm all about that. But the thing that I think is so funny is, you know, a couple of years ago, there was some like preseason game. And I remember there was this whole hoopla that they had like dropped a puck from like 80,000 feet in the air. That was, you know, that was a big deal. And then they're posting that it's like they had broken a record for like a preseason game attendance. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, tell me you're a brand new team without telling me you're a brand new team. Right. But it was just like, you know what? Fine. Good for you. But look, we just saw two, or what was it, two nights ago, first time, at least on record, that people talked about it, that their own fans booed them. Yeah, it's, yeah it's they a, all grown up. They're all grown up now. Yeah. The honeymoon's it's a kind very of short. <laughs> yeah, that honeymoon, the bloom is off the rose, my friend. You know, like it's a short, these, these guys missed the playoffs a couple seasons in a row and now talk to me about your attendance and blah, blah, blah. Like we, we, we've been here for 30 years. We've seen it happen. We predicted this would happen. Talk to me in five or six years, years, oh, blooms yeah, off the rows and you miss, but, you miss the playoffs for two seasons. But, but, I, think, but I still think like, I, I still think like they're going to do well. Like I think the idea, like, cause the idea when they come in the league, like, Oh, it's going to be a visiting team's barn. That is not a visiting team's barn. No, Mm-mm. not at all. And I, I will be the first one to say, I was totally wrong about that. Yeah. No, I was way wrong about that. E- even when when I went to the game, there's only like thirty five hundred people there for Patty's record breaking game. I mean, there were yeah, there were a lot <laughs> of Sharks fans, but yeah, there. I mean, Vegas visiting is teams barn. To be fair, there were a lot of Montreal fans at that last game. At Montreal fans, <laughs> right, like they they're. But I mean, like, but that but that arena is like loud. It's not like we've yeah. seen. We've seen arenas get taken over by other teams. Like, I think a good example is if you go back and watch some tape of, like, an Ottawa-Toronto playoff series in Ottawa and count the blue sweaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, Vegas is not that. Credit credit to Vegas. It was like they looked at everything the Thrashers did and said, what if we do the exact opposite of that? (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's worked out brilliantly. Uh Robin Leonard put out a, a tweet. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Yeah, but well, he is he is he has been known to read the Tweety from time to time. No, it's really it's super classy. Like honestly, I hate Vegas, but I have all the time in the world for Robin Leonard. Uh, he just said, "Congrats to the Montreal Canadiens, hell of a series. Best of luck in the finals. Tough loss tonight, but proud of how everyone worked this season. We are we were right there. Uh, we will come back better. Thanks to all the people who supported us this year, and good luck to Carey Price." See now, can he spread a little bit of that class magic around the uh, the locker room? Particularly, maybe a little extra helping at Marchessault's locker. Mm. <laughs> That's Marchessault's job, though. But like for <laughs> for, 
but for like players like I have all the time in the world for for Robin Leonard. Yeah, absolutely. Mark just uh, can kick rocks, but yeah. Leonard, absolutely. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Alden saying it's been fun reading the comments on uh, Vegas's last Instagram post. Absolutely. Uh, I'm. Oh, I can't wait. Like, I'm gonna I go. haven't seen it, but uh, that's what I plan to be doing in about 10 minutes from now. Yeah. So wrap it up here. All right. Gonna cruise over the Simmons, <laughs> see what's going on there. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to enjoy this. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting night, but. Uh, yeah, I I look forward to it. Uh, maybe we'll do some Stanley Cup after dark. So we'll we'll see. It should be fun. Uh, we'll probably be back tomorrow following you know Game Seven of Islanders Lightning. I think that'll be fun to see how that goes down as well. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for teal tinted glasses uh, Sunday night. The seven Sunday night, night seven fifteen uh, Pacific time. So I think so. I'm going to just confirm that with, with the gents. Uh, we might get to, because there's no game on, we might go a teeny bit earlier, but I got to make sure the kids are in bed. So we'll see. All right. So, so as Monica Geller would say, seven. <laughs> <laughs> so the best thing to do, hit the subscribe button right here. Of course, hit that notification bell. You got a notification as we went on the air because we didn't tell anybody. We just jumped on and got it. So to the 43 of you watching, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Tell all your friends about it. And if you, in case you missed this or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. I think we're going to be on Odyssey shortly. Uh, and, of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. You have to pay money to be on Odyssey. Oh, well, fuck them then. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I think we're on enough fucking platforms, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think we're good. So, uh, AJ, your final thoughts and where do people can find you? Uh, Montreal, keep doing whatever it is you're doing. You find me at AJ underscore strong on everything. And Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and maybe I'll toss this over to the boys on Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll just slide into Ian's DMs. Uh, but you know, a couple of weeks ago started that we're going to start doing a, a giveaway every Sunday. <clears throat> I announced the winner from this past Sunday and congratulations, Anthony. Uh, if I go check USPS tracking, it should arrive tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll have another winner to announce and we plan on announcing, announcing one every Sunday until the season starts. So, uh, since Ian has Bogarted my time slot, dude. I'll have to uh, send him over the uh, the jerk. winning name, the winning name, so we can announce it. All right, and Ian, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Um, you know, it's funny because like this was like going into the this round. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be like the Canadians and the Islanders, and I'm gonna hate the final, but. With all, like I said, with all the storylines there, I'm I'm actually pretty invested, which surprised me because I was like, this is the nightmare scenario. GMs are going to like trip over themselves trying to replicate this, and the league's going to be worse for it. But so far, so good. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's the Cup final. I was going to get up for it. Every team looking for four Clydesdales. It's true. Absolutely. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Again, we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow night following Game 7 of Isles Lightning. Uh, will I be wearing a Fisherman jersey? Will I be wearing an original Tampa Bay Lightning jersey? We'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
it's going to be fun either way. Of course, Teal Tinted on Sunday night. So hit that subscribe button down below. And until, until, well, wait, let me show you, share one Instagram comment on here. As a diehard Golden Knights fan, please fold the team. This is not a hockey town. It contains the worst and least knowledgeable hockey fans of all time. All time. It's going to watch this poverty franchise continue to operate in the <laughs> NHL. Please rotate the Vegas Golden Knights to Houston immediately. Has this oh. person never seen a game in Arizona? <laughs> like, damn, are we melting Sir, down? Sir, I do declare you have offended my delicate sensibilities. Oh, my goodness. So until wow. then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you very soon.